everyone. I'm Frank Warren. I'm the Associate Director of the Seabrook Wessex Group, a South Carolina-based consultancy, and we work with, um, with families who own lower mid-market companies. Um, work with them on uh, transitioning their companies to the next generation, uh, sometimes uh, helping them to prepare for the, the non-legal aspects of, um, uh, of a merger or an acquisition. And, um, and then uh, we also work on, um, uh, on uh, family conflict, family governance issues. And speaking of family conflict, um, it was about this time of the year, 1969, and I was about 13 years old. Um, we, were in the, uh, we were heading to dinner in my, uh, my dad's company car. Dad was a, at the time, was a medical equipment salesman, sold um, uh, cardiology equipment for a company called Statum Instruments. And um, dad um, and mom uh, had uh, come to a con- uh, an agreement that uh, they would take a, uh, an offer for dad to relocate to Jacksonville, Florida and uh, uh, a more centralized place in my father's territory. So um, here I was, 13 years old, excited beyond belief because uh, we're going to be living at the beach, or at least within minutes of the beach, and I'd be able to spend my uh, huge portions of my summers and uh, and weekends at the beach with uh, uh, cute bikini-clad uh, uh, teenage girls all around me and Life was good. Well, as we're heading to dinner in my dad's honkingly large uh, Plymouth uh, station wagon, we um, uh, a conversation was started. My mom and dad <clears throat> told us that um, my dad had been offered another opportunity, and. Very simply, my my mother's family had a large property and casualty insurance agency. It had been in the family uh, since 1927, had been in existence since 1914. Very well-established company um, and, and, and well-known throughout the region. <clears throat> so um, they had decided that they wanted another family member to come in and be involved as an executive in the company. And my father had some experience in the insurance industry before he went into uh, medical equipment sales. And so um, they, the, the, as my mom and dad saw it, the advantage was that my dad would be home every night. Uh, because as it stood then, he was gone for uh, two weeks or more out of every month. So... Um, they, as attractive as that sounded to them, the, they still felt a little bit uncomfortable with the idea of working for the family. So they decided um, they had to find some way to get some guidance as to what would be best for us. And uh, they didn't want to flip a coin. They didn't feel like reading tea leaves. Um, so they, they decided to put it to a vote of their three sons. And um, I'm the oldest of the three, uh, and the best looking, by the way. 
And <laughs> so, I, I, this is a no-brainer. You know, they, 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 they gave us the choice of we stay in Western North Carolina or we move to Florida. And the advantage of staying in Western North Carolina was Dad would be home every night. We'd still be able to see our cousins um, almost all the time, or at least uh, some of them. And um, we wouldn't have to be as far away from our grandparents. The the uh, the flip side was we moved to Florida. We're minutes away from the beach. It's sunny all the time, uh, or much of the time. Uh, um, and, and to me, it was a no-brainer. A no-brainer. Um, uh, hanging around cute girls on the beach all summer uh, and much of the time on weekends, I couldn't see where there would be any possible way of not doing this. Much to my horror, my brothers, who were, uh, uh, one was nine and one was eight at the time, thought it would be a grand idea to stay in Western North Carolina. I couldn't believe it. My first thought was, you know, my life was a lot better when I was an only child. And um, to say that there was conflict uh, and animosity in my heart toward my brothers for an extended period of time would be an understatement. So why am I telling you this story? Well, every family is going to have conflict with, with, with the kids. There's going to be sibling rivalry. There will be issues uh, like that um, that, that impact, uh, impact relationships. And if, if you don't have those situations, some people might view, those, view, view that as admirable, but it's more like you don't have children. You've got children of the corn. I mean, it's just not natural. Some parents will try to get their kids not to, uh, to, to not have any conflict whatsoever. And that's really just not healthy. Um, I, I got my MBA from the Jack Walsh Management School. I'm about to, te- uh, about, get, about to get to the point. And the Jack Walsh Management Institute um, was founded by Jack Walsh after he left GE. And I can remember one of the things that he said that has stuck with me since I got my MBA. And that was that conflict is necessary in any organization uh, and the absence of it is dysfunctional. The, the rub is, as with whether it's whether it's, it's children in a family, whether it is a, uh, whether it is a, uh, um, uh, you know, whether it's a business organization, uh, whether it's an, uh, a nonprofit organization, doesn't matter what it is. You, you need to have conflict in order for creativity and innovation to occur. The challenge is making sure that you don't make it personal. Um, once it becomes a turf war question uh, at any level, then then you've got some problems. And um, I, I've, I, I'm thinking about a situation that occurred a number of years ago where um, 
and I may have shared about this recently. If I have, forgive me, but the but, but it's it's still it's still applicable. Um, had a, a, a family-owned company that um, uh, was involved in um, in the hospitality industry, and um, they owned restaurants and taverns in a particular region of the country. Um, Mom and Dad wanted to kick back. And so they decided they were going to uh, sell the company to their son-in-law, who was the chief operating officer. I mean, it it seemed like a good idea to me, except all of a sudden, their, their daughter and their son are... At odds over uh, with each other over this happening, and so we weren't really sure what to do. Uh, and this was, you know, back in the nineties. Um, th- thinking outside the box wasn't always done, and uh, and but this was a situation we had to think of something because this deal was going uh, was going to go south and, 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 and this mom and dad uh, who had started this company after uh, dad retired from uh, from the Navy really did want to retire. So we brought in a family therapist. Uh, it was the only thing that we could think of see if he could get everybody on the same page. He meets with the family then he meets with them as individuals comes to us and he says, look, you're not going to get this. This deal's not going to happen. So, um, we wound up crafting a, a scenario where the uh, where um, instead of the the son-in-law buying the company, the daughter bought the company because when it came down to it, the conflict was over um, was was over. Uh, the son-in-law and the non-family member uh, winding up with ownership and control of the company. Um, but looking back on it, I'm wondering if there was not something else that was going on um, in, in, in times past where um, mom and dad weren't completely sensitive to how to help these kids resolve conflict because they reached an impasse and they weren't necessarily close um, but the the lack of <laughs> uh, of skills in resolving diff- uh, conflict and difficulties um, was evident um, if you want to build and preserve value in any business organization everybody has to feel like they can that they're free to make mistakes. They're uh, in good faith. They're free to express opinions, and they're not necessarily going to be uh, shot down. It's not going to be a situation of uh, my way or the highway. So, um, if you really want your organization to grow and to thrive and to be able to do so into another generation. Make sure that everybody on your team, family members that are involved in the company, non-family members that are involved in the company, um, have the ability to express an opinion that may not be exactly what you want. 
Now, we'll probably talk sometime else about going with your gut, even when everybody else is telling you that they think that they're that um, that you're wrong. Um, sometimes, a lot of times, going with your gut really is the way to go. But if you want to take advantage of the talent and the resources inside the individuals who comprise your organization, you have to be willing to entertain differing opinions and sometimes strongly expressed dis, uh, uh, different opinions. Um, not, to, not to do so is to, is, to, is to lose the benefit of what you have assembled. Going back to Jack Welch, when, when Welch became the chairman of, uh, of GE, he went on a tour and he visited as many facilities that GE owned as possible, manufacturing facilities, service facilities, whatever. And he was at the uh, plant that they had in Louisville, Kentucky that uh, produced um, washing machines and dryers and stoves and those kinds of things. And he went down to the line and he was listening and he got into a conversation with, with one of the guys on the line who had been with the company a long time. And he didn't just listen. I mean, he, he listened with interest and got some good ideas. And they were just about to break off the conversation and, and Walsh was getting ready to, to, to move on to his next meeting. When this guy said to him, look, You've had my brains for, excuse me, you've had my body for 35 years. And you've been paying for that. But you could have had my brains for free. Nobody had ever asked him what he thought. So he didn't get a chance to express yay or nay um, ideas that he might have had and insights that, that, that he might have had and did have that would have made things work even better uh, in that particular plant. So, um, so do not shy away from the idea of conflict with your kids, uh, between your kids. Do not shy away from conflict with your, in your organization and don't be so thin-skinned and sensitive and high and mighty that, you, that people cannot disagree with you and maybe tell you that there's another way of doing things and you're missing an opportunity or even if you're wrong. Um, the, the rub is doing it in such a way and having a culture in your organization and in your family that um, invites change and invites challenge and uh, keeps it from becoming a personal question. Do that. And uh, if you're particularly if you're looking at a, a, a business that you want to have go to the, go into another generation, um, if you do that, you, you've got a better chance of something that is sustainable and is going to stand the test of time. So I leave you with that. Uh, I'm Frank Warren. Uh, thanks for listening to the Exit Row podcast. And uh, as Hugh McLeod, one of my favorite uh, authors, says. Uh, Keep working on those evil plans so that you can have fun on the road to world domination. Have a great day.